I don't remember being so excited to start a series as today, and I'll tell you why. This is a very, very exciting series, a series that we have never done in Yeshiva before. I don't think I've ever made uh, a series like this before, and there's a specific reason that I'd like to discuss it. Give it a little bit of a background today, we're going to go a little bit of an introduction. We're not going to get into the halachas until tomorrow, but I want to explain about what's going on. I want to start... A course on all the halachas that could be nageya when a person is involved in making parnasa, when a person is involved, whether it's a white collar or blue collar job, it's irrelevant, whether he's working in an office or he's working in a warehouse, it doesn't make a difference what it is, but there are so many halachas that are nageya all the time. And we don't even realize it sometimes. So I would, I would like to put together Be'ezus Hashem, all the different halachas that could be Nagaya. I started writing a list. I started writing a list of some of the halachas that we hope to go through in this series. Some of them we've touched upon at different times. Some of them we have not. And whatever it is under the umbrella of halacha in the workplace, that's what we're going to be doing. I came up with Be'erech 26 subjects that we have to get through in the next few weeks, that goes covering Dalet Chalkei Shulchan Aruch, from Orachayim to Yeridea to Ebenezer Ezra and Choshen Mishpat. And Be'ez Hashem, we're going to try whatever we can to go through. Now remember, disclaimer, number one, everything, every halacha we're going to mention requires many more details, much more time and more in-depth discussions. However, we're going to try and home in on the relevant parts to each halacha that is Nagea to the workplace, to the office, to the car, to the warehouse, whatever it may be, we're going to be discussing Be'ez HaShem. Maybe I'll give the Oilem a little bit of a taster of the, some of the subjects that we're going to be hopefully discussing in the next few weeks, Be'ez HaShem. And these are in no order whatsoever, just as I came to mind, and we'll go through them in a specific order, not necessarily in this one. But for example, we've got Shailas of Yichud, shaking hands with women, working on Cholamoid, Erev Shabbos, Kashras in an office, usage of office supplies, reporting wrongdoing in the office, Gnevis Das, how about being paid by the hour, Mezuzah, Chometz on Pesach, Basa, Shinesalem and in Amazon and websites, buying and selling on Shabbos, partnerships with a Goy, competition, Kiddush Hashem in the workplace, wearing a yarmulke, Minyonim, um, Drinking with going, Yainessa, stalker and mice, ribis and lending money, stealing, buying stolen goods, Tvidas, Kenny, making money on Shabbos, Chashabbos. It goes on and on and on. I only find 26 so far, but I imagine that we'll get to a lot more. Maybe we'll even open up to questions and emails from the Oilam if they want to send in specific questions, specific topics that we can discuss. I'm very happy to receive those emails and we'll be able to do that. Now, let's begin, my boy said today, with a bit of a Hagdama. We know that halacha governs our lives. There's no shyer about it. That halacha governs every moment of our lives from the moment we wake up in the morning until the moment we fall asleep and everything in between. And it covers everything from the house to the office to the koilal to the beach. It doesn't make a difference where you are. Halacha governs everywhere we go and everything we do. It is who we are and how we live. In fact, there's a modika maral. The maral wants to know what's the pshat when the Gemara and Bracha says that a person is bedalad amas shal halachas. What does it mean, dalad amas shal halachas, the four amas of halachas? Why can't it say, he's in shul, he's in yeshiva, he's a koilo, he's a home, 
He's in the office. What talad amas shalalacha? Zuk the heilig gemaral moyudik abshat. Zuk the gemaral because the gemara didn't want to say and specify a specific place that he is in because it's irrelevant where he is. Because wherever a yid is, the maral, he is and should be, bedalad amas shal halachas. Therefore, that is why it's so important for us to be able to know and identify so many of the shilas that come up and to prepare ourselves for that as well. And by the way, when we talk about the workplace, when we talk about jobs, and we talk about businesses and halachas, we're not just talking about, and of course we are, but not only the halachas that are again in a practical sense, but we're actually talking about our relationship with Olam Hazeh in a place that is often so void of Kedusha, can also be a place that a person is able to bring out and find that Kedusha and develop a tremendous relationship with the Rabbi Shalom, even while he's working. If you look at the Chayvi Salabavis and Shabbatachan, how many times does he talk about how many times a person can find the Rabbi Shalom, should trust in the Rabbi Shalom when he goes to work? It's an opportunity that everyone has when you go to work, when you're involved in Parnassah and making money, you are, have an opportunity to be able to find Hashem the Kedusha in a place that's void often there's so much Kedusha. Now I want to give a bit of a disclaimer. This is not a, a temptation. This is not a cue that everybody should go to work. And here we are, Rabbi Sai, out to work. This is not what we're trying to do over here. In fact, I know someone specifically that I know very well who uh, had, was, was willing, he was in yeshiva and he was starting a business and he said, before I start the business, I need to know the halachas. We'll speak of that in a second. But, um, so he started learning halachas and lo and behold, he ended up in Koilul for years and years and years because he said, well, it just never ended. I need to learn that before I went to work. Pasha never ended. So this is not sending a person to work. However, we in this yeshiva do believe very much in preparing a person for the future. So we are, as is Hashem, going to be preparing the Olam, especially as many of the Olam have very nicely said that we want to be able to support the yeshiva. So in order to do that, what, what can we do? We need to go to work. What should we do? But I'll upon him. That's one disclaimer. Now the Chavetz Chaim writes very clearly in the Mishabura. The Chavetz Chaim writes, it is an obligation, it's a chiyot on any person that he enters the world of business, enters the world of work, to very carefully study many of the halachas, specifically Chosh and Mishpat, because otherwise if a person doesn't know what he's doing, he can be over on so many things. And he says, just like a shaykhet needs to have some kind of certification, needs to go through a course, you can't just become a shaykhet. You need, you need smicha, you need, uh, you need shimush, it's not stam. So too, it should be, when a person, before he goes to work, he needs basically to do a smicha course. So I said, that's what we're doing. We're doing a smicha course. Every businessman requires to know all the halachas before he even goes out into the working field. Rabbi said, that's what we're doing. Yid came to Rebisal Salamta, and he said, Rebbe, I can't do it anymore. Rebisal said to him, well, what's the matter? He said, I'm a shaykhet. I cannot take the responsibility. Posh it. Imagine if I shecht, not in exactly in the right way, if I don't do it correctly, you know how many people are going to be eating tray because of me? I'm finished. I'm not doing that. So Mr. Zanta said, okay, fine. So what, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to open up a small business and I'll figure it from there. Rishon Salanta said, do you know, but it's one Issa. When a person is busy in business, he can be over on his surim after his surim from Dalad, Chalkei, Shulchan without even realizing it. That's how careful a person has to be. Allow me to say over something that Rav Shemin Schwab once said over Zatzal about himself. When he came to America and when he became a Rav, so years later he spoke about his life and he said one specific thing that I want to mention to you. 
He said that he was brought up in a family of parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents who were businessmen. They were businessmen, Ureim Vishlemim. They were very, they were Yerushamayim, they were God-fearing, upright people. Until the age of 27, Hashem Shwab was talking about himself, until the age of 27, I believed that a person who is running a business for the sake of a parnasa, then at the end of the day, he's Poshet doing that. He's trying to strive to make a parnasa, so he has to pay his bills, he has to make sure not to owe any money, and he makes sure to give stock up, and I'm good. That's what it means to earn a parnasa. That's what it means to go to work. And he said, when I got older, I realized, and I came to America, then I realized I was very, very wrong. He said he was a, he was a new rabbi, a young rabbi, and he was asked to officiate at a leviah, at a, at a funeral. And it was a very, very wealthy person. He didn't recognize the person. He didn't know the person before. And before the Hesperds, he want, obviously had to speak about the person. He wanted to speak about him. So he said, tell me something about the Nifta. I need to know a little bit about him if I'm going to speak about him. So they told him by the relative. The relative said to him that the man was a Shoyimet Torah Mitzvah, an Ish Tam V'yasha, right? A very wholesome, very straight person. But he said, I was cautioned. Don't overemphasize the last word because he's a businessman after all. That's what he was told. And I said, what does that mean? Why can't I overemphasize that word that he was a straight and elicha person just because he's a businessman? I didn't understand what that meant. And it was revealed to me, he said, when I came to America, then I realized the businessman is someone who works extremely, extremely hard, day and night, to make as much money as he possibly can, more money than his children will ever, ever need in that case. And I realized that the legitimate pursuit of making a parnasa can turn into something where a person identifies himself as that parnasa, and it turns into an avoidazor. And he says very clearly that life loses all meaning at that point if that's what we're going for, if that's our kavana, if that's our goal. And he says, a beautiful idea from last week's parsha, parsha's Vayechi, the concept of Parnasa is actually very different to what many people think it is. There's a Moedika Medrash, both in the Medrash Rabbah and the Medrash Tanchuma, in parsha's Vayechi that says the following. Rabbi said, listen to this and remember this, every day you go into work. Says Chazal in the Medrash, G'dayla ha-Parnasa yaysa that a parnasa, obviously if it's done in the correct way, is greater than the gaula. What does that mean? Medrash goes on and explains very simply that when a person is being saved from any danger, what does it say? Hamalach hagoyel oisimi It's the malach, the rabbi Shalom dispatches a malach to save a person from evil, from bad, from harm, or whatever it may be. But when it comes to parnasa, the Rabbeinu Shalom is giving us our parnasa. He is feeding us, and we have to believe that, and we have to realize that's what's going on when a person is making a parnasa. And we know, we've spoken this before, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, on that day, that every single one of us are going to be called for the final judgment, for the Din V'Cheshven, by the based in Shalmada. One of the very first questions we're going to be asked more than all the other ones, which is a Shailim and Toysus, but Betem, one of the first questions that a Yid is going to be asked when he leaves this world after 120 years. Nasasa v'nasata be'emuna. Did you conduct your business dealings with emuna? Says Rab Schwab's that sell the word emuna can mean two things. It can mean, number one, did you deal in your business dealings with honesty? 
And number two, when you were engaged in business, did you possess the Amuna and the Rabbeinu Shalolam? Did you believe that the Rabbeinu Shalolam feeds every single one of us? And the Ashkacha Protis that happens in our lives all comes from Hashem. And there is someone, capital S, that is observing us every moment of the day. Is that what you're thinking about? Is that what you realize? Is that how your life is run and your business is run at that time? And therefore, when a person cheats, when a person does something that's dishonest, when a person tries to hop up a, a loophole in the system, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, he's going to have big trouble answering that question. Because it means he has no emuna in Hashem. Because when a person cheats and does the wrong thing, it doesn't keep halacha when doing business, means he doesn't really believe Hashem's running his world and running his parnasa and giving him all his food. Because if he did, he would not cheat. He wouldn't do the wrong thing. He would only do the right thing. Hazal tell us in the Gemara Brachas that we have to say Ashrei, Yoshrei Veisecha three times a day. Why? Maskanas HaGemara, because it has Poisech Esodecha inside. Poisech Esodecha, Hazal tell us the Shulchanach Paskins that if a person says it without Kavona, he has to go back and start again. Why? Because Paisech HaSodecha tells us that the Rabbi Nishonim feeds us. He sustains us. He keeps us going. And yes, we may have to do our Hishtadlis, like the Chodesh HaRabobos tells us so many times in Shari B'Tochen, Avada we have to do our, our part, our Hishtadlis, to try and make it work. But to do it in a way that's connected Halacha is very, very dangerous. The Eilig HaChavetz Chaim points out an amazing thing. That when Yisrael was advising Moshe Rabbeinu in regards to, send, to setting up the, 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 the judiciary system. So he said the following, and I read you the words that he said, it's absolutely amazing. If you do this, Now, points out the Chavetz Chaim, we all know famous Gemara brothers, that there's a difference between B'Shalom and L'Shalom, what we say to people. Says the Chavetz Chaim, it's very, very interesting, right? The Gemara Brachas, Samach tells us that when someone leaves the world, we generally say to them, Leich B'Shalom, as opposed to L'Shalom. And the Chavetz Chaim says when a person is guilty of doing something in business that is wrong, when a person is guilty of doing something that he shouldn't be doing, Said the Chovetz Chaim, I'll have to come back to the world. And he's not going to be in Shalom, he's not going to be in peace. And therefore, specifically, he has no rest in the world to come until eventually the money is given back, whatever it may be. And therefore, Yisrael is assuring Moshe Rabbeinu that if he sets up a based in, if he sets up a system where people know how to do the right thing and justice will prevail, then, when they, ultimately, when they leave this world, they will find eternal peace and they will not be troubled by so many financial situations because at the end of the day, they kept halacha and they did the right thing. And we'll end with this. There's a, there was a wonderful experiment that was done by Dr. Ash many years ago. Rabbi Kaplan brings it in one of the forum that he did a, a following experiment. He took seven students and he put them in a classroom and he said that you are the subject of an experiment. In fact, only six, only one of them was, because six of them were planted there. One of them was actually subject to the experiment. Six of them knew the details before. And he basically drew on the blackboard, the whiteboard, he drew two lines, a 10-inch line and a 12-inch line. And he said to the students, tell me which line is larger, is longer. Six of the students who were planted there before immediately said that the 10-inch line is longer. The one student who didn't know about this 
looked around and said, yeah, yeah, sure, 10 inch line is longer. He was convinced. In 60% of cases, most 60%, the one guy that was planted, that was put there as the experiment, agreed with the rest and said that the 10 inch line was actually longer. So the other 40%, what happened was, when he started arguing with them, the other was 40% that said, no, the 10-inch one is smaller, it's the 12 inches longer. So what happened in the, the other 40% of cases, so they argued with him. And they started lumbers backwards and forwards, and they argued with him. 30% of that eventually agreed that the 10-inch line was actually longer than the 12-inch line. So it came out that only 90% of cases, people are Moshe Achasviv of Loshon Rambam, which means... How careful do we have to be? When in an environment of work, an environment of business, when an environment of making money, we sometimes get tempted to do the wrong thing. Like I said, it affects not only money, but Dalit Chelke Shulchanaruch. People that don't know the halacha should never enter the workplace, should never enter a world of, of making money, because they could be over on his surum after his surum. The Rabbanishim should give us siyata deshmaya through this course, and I'm sure that breaks in the middle of other things in Yonid Diyayim and things like that, but I'll call upon him. The Rabbanishim should give us siyata deshmaya to know the halachas, and the Ezra one day to keep the halachas. Have a wonderful day.